0: Whether you're planning on taking a dive into your lawn this season for the first time or you've done it before and want to take it to the next level, we're going to be talking about some exciting things of the foundations and basics of DIY Lawn Care today for you to dominate your lawn this upcoming season.
1: One, two, three, the lawn team.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Lawn Feed Podcast. I am Ope, your host uh, today. And alongside with me, as always, is Vince from Rooted Lawn Co. And Andrew from the Dead Vod Lawn. Welcome, boys. How are boys, we doing? And welcome back. It's been a minute Hello. since it's just been us three. And That's- we're excited today because we're going to be talking about a lot of different things for the upcoming lawn season. Finally, we're kicking it off. Uh, but before we do that, uh, be sure to go check out our website uh, after this episode for premium t-shirts, other apparel that will, by and large, increase your performance in your lawn, equipment, the appearance, really anything by at least 10%. Almost, almost least. guaranteed. We almost, almost guaranteed. guaranteed nine. 9% guaranteed. 9.99% guaranteed. It's science. Science. It's Science. Um, We are going to be talking about, like I said, kicking off that lawn season and preparing for the lawn season. And whether you are just starting off uh, into your lawn care journey or you just want to take it to the next level, it's always good to start at the basics. And we're going to go into DIY lawn care simplify it for you um but before we go into any of that we like to do what we call our dad's wins and losses our w and l so as always uh like we do this is a a portion of the podcast that is sponsored by forefathers uh a polo company that is elevating dad apparel for the diy dad and who has brought us that og polo of uh, the turf dad polo with the lawn stripes and the lawnmower that you've seen everywhere Uh, Use our code the lawnfeed for 20% off your order at shopforefathers.com. Andrew, from the Dad Bod Lawn, you've been sharing some doozies with us over the past couple days in the week, so I'm just going to pass the ball to you. Take it away, my friend. Yeah, uh, where to begin?
1: Well, it's pretty easy for me. This story starts with a win. Uh, we have a winter sports complex right down the road from us where they make, they have a luge track, ice, ice rink, like a ice wall you can climb, uh, skating or skating trail, you know, all kinds of stuff. Well, with the winter we've been having, there hasn't exactly been ice. Well, last week finally had ice. So we got my kids, we just got ice skates, got them out there last Wednesday. First day it was open, got them on skates. Eh, they kind of did okay. Right. We returned on Saturday morning we knew it was going to get warm this week and it's all melted now. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Saturday, we get out there 9 a.m. Crisp, fresh ice. My daughter's not feeling it because she gets out there. She's feeling it, boys. She loved it. She was like like t- tons better than Wednesday. She Her attitude was so much better. She was killing it. She had, she had one of those bars that you kind of you hold. But towards the end, she didn't need it as much. He had a friend there from school that she met, like didn't even know was going to be there. And i couldn't get her to get off the ice to be honest it was it was great right so the peer we, pressure is elite right i should like call the uh, her dad and be like hey 9 a.m saturday like let's get the kids out there they're gonna like it even more right it's all in the head bingo." but regardless she loved it i think even without her friend being there she would have loved it um so fast forward three hours both my kids are <laughs> vomiting everywhere <laughs> And it is an absolute show, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and this continued on for a good 24 hours. Uh, my kids were vomiting pretty much for 12 hours straight and my son like wouldn't stop as you guys know, we ended up taking him in, um, to the ER cause we were concerned about him. Um, it was scary there for a mm-hmm. few minutes. He's doing great. He's doing great. Um, now we're about five days out and mom's on day two of having it. So, um, I don't know how I've avoided it, but I have. So fingers crossed that I've gone this far without getting it, but, uh, it's been, it's been a wild ride, a sleepless ride around my house, but you're used to that. I'm used to a little sleep. Well, it didn't help that. I started off the weekend by being at work from midnight to four thirty in the morning, then got three hours of sleep to went to go to the ice rink in the morning. And then it turned into this. So. I'm running on less fumes
0: than usual. Exactly. Exactly. Well, it's the the gift that keeps on giving, right? Kids. (laughs) Kids. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, let's What's that diagnosis? It's 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 kids. kids. It's kids. Uh, let's give you a well-deserved breather because uh, you've had a week. You've had yourself a week for sure. Um, and let's get to the eight topic of the Lawn Feed Podcast. After all, we are a lawn podcast after all. So we're going to get into lawn care basics for this upcoming lawn season, the 2023 lawn season. Vince from Rooted Lawn Co., what do we need to know about fertilizers and preparing for this upcoming lawn season so we can
2: do things right? Well, as you guys know, as everyone else knows, DIY lawn care is can be as complex or can be as easy as you want it to be. Uh, so this is a three-part series. We're going to talk about fertilizing, we're going to talk about watering, we're talking about mowing, right? And to start off, we're going to talk about the fertilizers. So if you were to type in Google right now, uh, lawn fertilizer, grass fertilizer for spring, You're going to get bombarded with a bunch of links from Home Depot, from Lowe's. I saw the Andersons, uh, and then one click after the next, you're down a deep, dark rabbit hole of fertilizer. And you could buy anything you want. You can put it down on your lawn, and you're probably going to have decent results. But the thing is, is we're throwing down unnecessary products, potentially. So if you really want to get a good grasp on your overall DIY uh, ancestry, Go out, buy a soil probe, and start with a soil test. Uh, they're pretty cheap. They're like 16 17 bucks 17 on Amazon. Uh, we can add a link um, in the description. And what you're going to do is you're going to go out, and you're going to get a bunch of soil samples. And if you have questions on soil sampling, we actually have a video on that, believe it or not. So make sure you, after you're done with this, go. We'll, we'll link it below as well. Uh, go take a look at it learn all that you need to know about soil testing uh, and what those nutrient levels mean Um, and then you'll be a pro when you go out to the lawn to do that but anyway uh, you'll go out you'll collect a bunch of soil samples it's going to tell you your nitrogen phosphorus and potassium it's also going to tell you a bunch of other things depending on the tier of um, soil analysis you want to get one of the most important things is going to be your PA that thing oh Man, is there an H
0: at the end? Most
2: important, <laughs> no, no, it's a silent H. <laughs> Most thing is going to be your pH, right? So, uh, basically, if your pH is not within the sweet point, your lawn or your 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 roots, your lawn, your grass, whatever you want to call it, it's just not going to be able to absorb the nutrients that it needs. So, you could be wasting a lot of money. So we get our results back. It's going to tell us on average, you know, most people are going to have two to four pounds of nitrogen for their lawn for that year. Um, It'll tell you you zero to however much phosphorus per year. Most oftentimes, uh, I know my lawn never really needs any phosphorus. Do you guys ever need any Mm -hmm. phosphorus? No. So, uh, and then it's going to tell you a little bit of potassium. Usually it's around two pounds. Uh, It can vary lawn to lawn. So the important thing is, is it's telling you that it's, it's basically giving you the guidance you need to buy the certain fertilizers you need. So I don't have to go out and buy an eighteen twenty five, right? It's kind of like a starter fertilizer. I don't need all that phosphorus and throwing down extra products that I don't need is not good for the environment. It kind of gives you know, lawn care, a bad rap. So if we can be good stewards, get a good soil test and find the products that we need, then we can hone in. We can go back to Google, type in lawn fertilizer, and we can look into the right ratios that we need of the NPK. Some of the products that I know we use, uh, in the past, Chris has used, uh, the Anderson's, mm-hmm. um, I've used pro Peat, higher bricks, uh, Andrew, what else have you used? I use some
1: local stuff, but uh, I like Pearl Pete. Um, I've used Andersons too, so I've had good results with all of them.
2: And the cool thing about that, like he just mentioned, is local stuff. So a local site one, generally, you can go get a bag of, of, of I don't know what it comes in, like a twenty-five pound or a forty-pound bag of fertilizer for pretty cheap, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to do exactly what you need it to do. Um, it, it just all comes down to preference. You know, you can start getting nitpicky of. The ingredients, the types of nitrogen, uh, the prill size, but just starting out, just get the ratio that you need to give the, your lawn the nutrients you need and go from there. Uh, we can get into spraying uh, liquid fertilizer. Some for just starting out could be a little advanced. You know, you're going to want a backpack sprayer and stuff like that, but Green County Fertilizer, Turf Titan, Simple Lawn Solutions is one of our favorites. Uh, they all have um, hosen sprayers that you can buy. Hook it up to your hose. You can spray. Generally, it's pretty impossible to burn your lawn with Mm -hmm. one of those. Uh, You can start with some humic acid or some root um, soil amendments or something like that just to get the feel of it, get the calibration down a little bit better. We do have a video on calibration too. Man, we just have all the videos, Mm -hmm. don't we guys? We're working on it. Man, we're working on it. We're getting there. So spring fertilizer um, doesn't have to be this big, complex thing. It also doesn't have to be a high rate a lot of people will go out and they'll think that they need to throw down a pound of nitrogen because my soil test tells me so, well, you can also spread that out. You're going to have a spring flush. And with that spring flush, it's already going to start to green. It's already going to start to grow. And if you throw a pound of nitrogen, you better get your new balances laced up because you're going to be mowing every other day, uh, which can actually hurt the turf in some, in some cases. So uh, you can start with a half pound nitrogen, watch your turf, Um, and you know, you're going to start seeing it greening up. You're going to start seeing it filling in and you're not going to be killing yourself mowing every other day.
0: Vince, Rood Lawn Co., thank you kindly for that. That was well said. Uh, A lot of great points in there to kind of sift through. Um, this is the Lawn Feed Podcast and we're talking about DIY foundational items to get up and running for the spring. Um, As a reminder, you can go to our website and type in Brad 15 to save on all of this awesome gear from our website to almost guarantee 99.9% chance guarantee that your lawn will look better while wearing our gear. Upcoming lawn season. Andrew, let's talk watering. This is an important one. Plants need water. Uh, What do we need to know about watering in lawn care for an upcoming season?
1: Now, Vince, I know you were all excited to talk about fertilizer, but you know what your lawn can survive without fertilizer. You know what it can't survive without the agua water, water is everything. Right now we could, yeah, we could simply say, Hey, put down a half inch to an inch of water, put it in the morning, set up some rain gauges, dial in your stuff a little bit, yada. yada." But you know what? we're not that simple, right? We got to dial it in a little bit here as DIY so let's tighten things up. Now, calibrating your sprinklers is super important, right? We're talking about putting down a half inch to an inch to possibly an inch and a half, depending on your, on your turf type. Um, so it is important to water deep and infrequent. Ideally <laughs> twice a week would be that sweet number. We really need a shirt with that. <laughs> we just, let's get that and let's do that. But, um, Deep and infrequent, I'm talking less than three waterings a week, ideally. So if you can put down a half inch at a time, that is ideal. But how do you know if you have a half inch at a time? So go out and grab some cheap plastic rain gauges, stick them around your yard and set a zone or your manual sprinklers out there. And what you're looking for is either like a quarter inch or a half inch and figure out the time that it takes to run that zone or those certain sprinklers to achieve that and if it takes you 30 minutes to get a half inch then that's how long you need to run your zone twice a week to get a solid inch
0: a solid
1: inch. (laughs) solid inch right now there's a lot of good sprinklers out there Um, if you don't have an in-ground system there is a company um, called melnor they make some really good above ground sprinkler systems that kind of mimic underground sprinkling and if you're smart about it you can actually like take hoses and run these through your flower beds and put them in kind of inconspicuous areas where you can just keep them up all the time and all you have to do is either go over to the spigot turn on the hose and run it for that certain amount of time or they also have timers that you can put on your hose and you can actually do up to four zones some of them are bluetooth some of them are manual but you can really take you know the thought out of a lot of these things you can put rain delays on them if you know you're getting rain and that's another important thing. If you're getting rain, you don't need to water your lawn, having a rain gauge outside of your house so that you know how much rain you are getting weekly will help you really dial that in. If you got three quarters of an inch, you maybe only need to water a quarter inch the rest of the week. If you need to water at all. Now having underground sprinkling is the best I have it. I have a Bluetooth system and it is amazing. I love it for everybody else. I highly recommend trying to find one of those timers to hook up to the outside of your house and watering times are important because we want to water early in the morning between like four and 7 a.m. Why don't you want to water in the evening? You're talking fungus disease pressure, uh, and the grass blades are just not going to dry out, right? They're going to get wet the soil is not going to dry out at all on the top and We don't want that to happen. We also don't want to water in the middle of the day uh, when it's hottest, you get a lot of evaporation. And so the best time is in the morning and it's less windy, but also consider, do you shower in the mornings? Because if you're running hoses, underground sprinkling, when your wife gets in the shower, she's going to notice that water pressure or change in temperatures fluctuating. So be
0: mindful of the misses, am I right? Be mindful of the water pressure boys. (laughs) <laughs> be mindful of the pressure uh andrew and thank pressure. you dad about lawn with watering keeping it moist um, watering we so if we add fertilizer and we water and we do all these things the grass grows grass grows all the time but we need to talk about mowing and mowing habits and, and what we need to do uh so uh, vince let's talk about mowing what do people need to know about mowing going into a season
2: so it doesn't matter if you're using a real mower if you're doing a walk behind, like a rotary, if you're on a you know, big boy toy, the old zero turn, uh, there's three main important things you need to know about mowing. Um, the first of those that's gonna make your turf nice and healthy, is you're gonna need sharp blades. That's that's one ding. We should like add a ding to that. <laughs> Number one is sharp blades. So you aren't going so so picture it this way. You take a pair of scissors, you go to cut piece of paper. Are you going to get a cleaner cut with dull scissors or sharp scissors? Well, the same concept works with cutting your lawn. How's that sound? So go out there, um, check your blades and sharpen your blades. They sell uh, bench grinders, uh, with a flap disc. You can do it yourself. If that's not an option, you don't have the means for that. Uh, you can use a local company and my pro tip for you guys is get two sets of blades and sharpen them both. That way when one runs out, you can take the dull one to the shop and you still have a fresh set of blades ready. That way you can go out there and mow your lawn still. Having sharp blades is going to help prevent fungus. We keep talking about this fungus that's among us. Uh, When you cut the turf, you're going to you want a nice clean cut if it's a bunch of jagged edges because it's dull you're going to allow lesions to form, fungus get in, and it's going to be no bueno for everybody.
0: Andrew, what's another good point that people should know about mowing? The one-third rule. Ooh, talk to us about that. Oh, you want me
1: to talk about it? Okay. Um, so the one-third rule, that's a percentage of point three 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 repeating repeating yeah um so essentially what the third one third rule is you never want to cut off more than one third of the length of your grass blade so if you have a three inches of grass you do not want to cut it down lower than two inches so that's a tape measure again perfect um so the whole point of this is cause um cutting overgrown lawn can cause damage. It can cause yellowing. It can stress out your grass. It can welcome things like disease. If you cut down too low, you can cut the crown and now you're just damaging the plant altogether. Um, now another thing cutting more frequently allows you to follow this one third rule. If you're not following the one third rule, you're getting clumping while mulching while side discharging. If you find yourself mowing and you're like, Hmm, this is clumping. I better throw the bagger on that means you're probably not mowing frequently enough when you mow frequently what uh the, the grass blades are like hey boys they're not letting us go up so let's grow down with our roots or like kentucky bluegrass is like let's let's start a turf war let's move to the side a little bit and fill in these bare areas so they take super super spreaders. Spreaders. that's right we know all about that we lived through the 2020s right boys so with these super spreaders it just encourages you to put the energy that would normally make the plant grow up to grow down, get those roots to grow deeper, which is going to reach for water deeper, which is going to help during drought time and also any kind of spreading cultivar move to the side, fill on those barrier areas and
0: just have a healthier lawn overall. Boom. And there's a couple other things we need to consider, right? So we've got sharp blades. We've got the one-third rule. So if we practice that consistently, you're probably going to be good. But there's two other things that, just real quick, we need to talk about. It's when to mow, time of day to mow. Um, your your grass probably doesn't like to be cut when it's most stressed out. And when we think about those hot afternoon hours, try to avoid those at all costs. Obviously, life and work hours probably don't allow for that often. Um, so you, the correct answer is mow whenever you have time to mow, but mow consistently enough, and try to follow as many one of these rules as humanly possible. Try not to mow when the grass is wet. Try not to grow when, or try not to mow when it is incredibly stressed out in those heated times. The other suggestion is change up your mowing patterns with every mow, um, or every other mow, and that way your grass doesn't necessarily get used to that same cutting pattern, um, get wheel ruts, get soil compaction, all of those things, and just poor growth habits. If you go over the same stripes or lines as it's commonly called um, inside of that grass structure right so there you have it you guys it's a lot packed in here um, but it's a good foundation of diy considerations to going into a lawn season in this case the 2023 lawn season uh, which we're super super excited about so we've got a jam-packed season ahead of us thank you so much for listening thank you for watching with simplifying lawn care content I'm Chris, or known as Ope. We got Vince and Andrew. We'll see you next time. See See you you guys.